So I've been here almost four years already, which means that I've completely lost track of the stories that I've told you or haven't told you. So if you've heard this one before, it probably won't be the last time. When our family moved to France, uh, we would walk down to our local boulangerie almost every day for bread and pastries. And some of my favorites were choquettes, which are these small little puffball pastries covered in sugar, sometimes sugar and chocolate. Uh, and uh, my French was terrible, continues to be terrible, but I w- would say or could say, je voudrais six choquettes, s'il vous plaît. I would like six choquettes. Thank, please. Yeah, thanks, honey. <laughs> so one busy morning with the bakery filled with customers, I heard a French woman order choquette, but she ordered by the weight rather than the number. And I thought, this must be how the French do it. And I've obviously been ordering like a tourist. So when I got to the counter, already standing out because of how tall I am, but hoping that I would fit in just a little bit more like the French, I said confidently, je voudrais un gramme choquette, s'il vous plaît. I would like one gram of choquette. And the lady yelled, no, 100 gram. 100? That sounds like a lot. So I said a lot less confidently, un gram? No, cent gram. And since everyone was watching and waiting for me, I said, okay, cent gram. And she handed me six choquettes. (laughs) (laughs) I felt like an idiot, not only because my French was terrible, but also because I needed to learn the mathematical language of the metric system. I, I imagine... A lot of Americans need to learn the mathematical language of the metric system. Learning a new language is not easy. Cross-cultural experiences can be challenging in all kinds of ways, but, but ultimately they're really valuable because there is so much for us to learn and experience when we step outside of our normal. When we're not exposed to other cultures, experiences, languages, or perspectives, it's just way too easy to assume that my way is the only right way, or that that my normal is the only normal. And and this, this is what will often happen in churches, where we are told that Christianity is the only right way. But if... We've been taught to read and speak in the language of religious exclusion, then exclusion in general might seem normal. And we will read the Bible looking for proof that we are right and that everybody else is wrong. For example, let's listen to this letter, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 5. A letter written 2,000 years ago to a community in Rome. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, sisters, siblings, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is true worship. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to work out what God's will is, God's good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, Do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. 
For just as each of us has one body but many parts, and these parts do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each part belongs to all the others. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, when I've tried reading something in another language, I, look, I usually look for words that I do know or words that look familiar to words in English, hoping that perhaps they mean the same thing. Then from there, I'm basically just guessing at what everything else means. So if we've, been, if we've grown up speaking the language of Christian exceptionalism or religious exclusion, then when we read the Bible, our eyes will most likely gravitate toward the parts that we understand and that make sense to us. So the line that has stood out for me most of my life, the line that makes the most sense for a lot of churches is this, do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world. See, I knew it. Christianity is about us versus them. We are the ones following God's perfect will while the rest of the world is not. But from a vocabulary perspective, the world is huge. The world could mean almost anything. The world is like this gigantic container for whatever we want to put inside it. So if we're speaking the language of exclusion, we might think the world is anything that is different from my normal. The world is other religions. The world is other cultures and traditions. The world is other political perspectives. The world is music that I don't like. The world is any science or education or movement that might challenge my sense of being right or my sense of being good. And from a language perspective, this one line only makes sense together with the rest of the words. So let's go back to the beginning. In light of God's mercy. In light of God's mercy. This is like that moment where we're standing in line as a tourist and we hear someone speaking about mercy and we think, oh, oh, this is... This is how God does it. God speaks in the language of mercy and grace and kindness and love. And, and I've been speaking like a tourist the whole time. And we are to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice, meaning that we speak this language of mercy, not just with our words, but with our bodies, with our actions, with our presence, with other people. And then comes this line, do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world. Oh, maybe the pattern of this world that we're talking about is the patterns of judgment and exclusion, those patterns that are the opposite of mercy. Then to double down on mercy, the author continues with a warning to those of us who think that we're right and everyone else is wrong. Do not think of yourself. Do not think of your normal more highly than you ought, but think of yourself with sober judgment. Oh, this is God's language, a language of humility, a language of inclusion. To make this clear, the author then turns to the diversity of our bodies. We have one body, but many parts, many different parts. We are, we are all different. 
And there are many different cultures and traditions and religious expressions, but one humanity, the body of Christ, Christ whose love and grace and mercy is for everyone. And thank God that our bodies aren't made up entirely of noses or eyes or hair or feet. The ears are good for hearing, but they're not great at picking up food. Our hands are are good at picking up food, but they're not so great at chewing or tasting, right? It's the different parts of our bodies working together that make us one. It's the diversity of our humanity that makes our world incredible and beautiful. As As we get better at understanding this language of mercy, we might realize that that the patterns of this world that get in the way are not people who are different than us. It's our practice of excluding or even hating those who are different than us. It's not that we have different traditions or different religious expressions. It's It's that the patterns of greed, inequality, or violence find their way into all of our cultures and traditions, including Christianity. So for all the ways that these patterns exist in our world, faith ideally is supposed to be a cross-cultural experience. If we show up speaking the language of exclusion, we get to overhear someone speaking of mercy or of kindness. And, and I know this might be a little bit frightening at first, so, so there's always going to be those, those moments when we think, Wow, that sounds like a lot of grace. I don't, I don't know if that's good. That's, that seems like maybe it's a little bit too much. So with a, 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 an expression that is a lot less confidence, we might ask, how about just a little bit of greed? Is a little bit of greed okay? How about just a little bit of judgment? I only want a little bit. Or how about a little bit of exclusion? No. Mercy for everyone. No, grace for everyone. No, love for everyone. Let's pray. Gracious God, thank you for the beautiful diversity of our world. Cover us in your mercy and teach us to speak and to act with your love and with your grace. Amen.